0: Welcome everyone to The Chat. I'm coming to you from the beautiful city of Columbus, Indiana. My name is Nida Evans and I am the host for The Chat. It airs each Saturday morning from 9 to 10 o'clock on radio station WYGS and it can be live streamed from its website. The Chat is also available on Google, Apple, and Spotify podcasts. My guest today for The Chat is Melissa Tao. Melissa works in the church office at Community Church of Columbus. Her husband, Boone, is a director of supply chain management at Cummins. We'll be right back with the chat. I'm
1: stepping out, out of the boat for the Savior. I'm stepping out, out of the boat for My the Savior. My chat guest me.
0: today is I'll Melissa Teo. Out. Melissa works in the church office at Community Church of Columbus. Welcome to the chat, Melissa. Thank you for having me this morning. I'm looking forward to spending a few minutes finding out about your spiritual life and all that goes on uh, with you in that area. Will you tell us about your family? I
2: grew up with a bro- two brothers and a sister in Cincinnati, Ohio. We were just a normal family. We did. I did grow up in the church. Went to church every Sunday, and my mom. It was known that my mom opened the doors and closed the doors because (laughs) she loved to be at church. She did come to a faith in the Lord later in her life, but when we were young kids. So I've grown up in the church. I went to school and kind of fell away from the church. But then the Lord brought me back and I met my husband. I have four beautiful children And we live here in Columbus, have been here for about 26 years now.
0: Now, you say that you work in the church office at Columbus Community Church. What do you do there?
2: Just about whatever needs to be
0: done. (laughs) So I'm an
2: administrative assistant. I support the pastors in Columbus. Whatever needs to be done.
0: So you can be found doing many things. Many,
2: many things. I uh, help put together our newsletter. I put together bulletins. I set up for funeral meals. I wash the the (laughs) dishcloths. You know, lots of different things. Which I like being able to uh, sit at the computer and manage the database or work on managing the database. And I like going in the kitchen and setting up for a meal and cleaning up afterwards and whatever needs to be done. A good variety. Good
0: variety. Will you tell us about your testimony? How did you come to know Jesus? Okay,
2: as I said, I grew up in the church and I can remember uh, going to vacation Bible school every summer and... Probably around third grade, I, I can still remember being in the classroom with those metal chairs and tile floor and praying and saying, Jesus, I want you to come into my heart. Now, at that point in time, as a nine-ish year old, I probably didn't know a whole lot about what that meant, but um, as much as I knew, I wanted Jesus to be in my life and in my heart. Now, as I grew older, was in school and pulled this way and that way with friends, I was very much a follower. I wasn't a leader. And I wanted to be accepted, and I wanted to fit in. And so I did things probably that weren't best for my spiritual life. And I became more of a Sunday, quote, unquote, Christian. High school took me to Places that I probably shouldn't have gone to. Uh, By the time I was ready to go to college, I wanted to go as far away from home as I could. Um, My parents didn't have a lot of money. I had to go to a state school. So I went on the complete other side of the state, north, Cincinnati is south. I went all the way up near Toledo, went to school. And my freshman year of college, I just continued my wayward life. And by the end of my freshman year, I felt my life spiraling down to a place where I just really questioned, God, are you real? If you're real, you need to do something in my life because I see nothing of value for me. You know, I didn't value myself. I didn't value life. I just felt in a pit and didn't really know where to go. It's a hard part of the story.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I came home and
2: I actually had the opportunity to work at an amusement park that summer or at a Christian camp. For some reason, I chose to work at the camp and not at the amusement park. But uh, my friend and I went out. I said, let's go out for one more (laughs) night on the town. Went out for that night on the
3: town and uh,
2: I ended up being raped that
3: night. You know, I just stuffed that down and just... Pretended it didn't happen. Then, throughout the summer, I, I was having some weird feelings in my body and I was fainting and getting lightheaded. And I went to the doctor and found out I was pregnant. Mm. Mm. I didn't tell my mom or my dad. I didn't tell anybody. I just thought, golly, now what am I going to do? I went back to college and my roommate said, well, I know what we can do. Let's just go down to Planned Parenthood. So we went down to Planned Parenthood. I sat in that office and this gal told me that it could be quick, easy, taken care of. I walked out of that office and I thought, there is absolutely no way that I can go through with that. I can't face my mom and dad I'm gonna be a disappointment it's gonna be awful I just thought it was gonna be awful they came up to school one weekend for a football game and I can remember sitting on the couch or not on the couch on my bed and I said I have to tell you something mom and dad and I told them the story and they they just wrapped me in their arms and they loved me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it wasn't anything I expected from them I expected condemnation, but it wasn't. It was love. They just loved me. And uh, so I finished out that semester of school. I went back home and the the church that I grew up in was really close. It was a small church and people just really loved me.
1: Mm, mm, mm.
3: And that really, that's where God really stepped in and showed me that he truly is God. Mm. He is real. He uh, he cares about each and every one of us and what we go through, whether it's a big thing or a small thing. He cares. So my
2: church body really just loved on me and cared for me, and I recognized the truth of who God was, and he really came aside me. Alongside me now, I I hadn't come to a point where I was willing yet to give my life over to the mm-hmm. Lord and make Him not only my Savior but my Lord. But I went back to school in the fall of the next semester, so I skipped one semester of school, one semester, and went back in the fall. And I got involved in a, a, a non-denominational group, Christian organization, and it was through that that I realized I needed Jesus to be more than just a Savior. Mm-hmm. In my life. He needed to be my Lord. He needed to be my King. And that, that was the time when I was baptized and, and said, he's going to be my Lord. And from that point, I have lived my life the best I can for Mm. him. Mm.
0: Um, what a yeah. testimony, what a testimony that is I'm going to go into your passion. Has God given you a passion for anything? Often whenever we come to know him, He puts a special interest, a special area where He wants us to be active in in our hearts. Has He given you a passion? So I have to say that my passion
2: is really loving and serving people uh, where they are and in what they need. And I think that's why my job fits so well with me, because I'm serving in the church in many different aspects. And I love to um, go on mission trips and serve in other countries or serve in the communities. Um, So I would say my passion is really Serving and loving people, God's people, and those people who are pre-believers mm. who don't yet haven't yet come to a place to know Him and love Him like
0: I do. That's a, that's an interesting area where God is having you to be His hands and feet with those with the, the people. What's an area in your life where God is working on you to make you more like Jesus? <laughs> We all have those areas. Oh, yes, we all have
2: those areas. And, uh, you know, I think over the last year, I've really come to a realization that I just need to be quiet before the Lord. I am a go, 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 go person. I like to be busy. I like to be doing things. I'm not a sit and think person. But I'm realizing more and more that God needs me to be a deeper thinker on his word so that I can just listen to him and he can change my heart. Uh, so often I will rush through something. I've been in so many different Bible studies, and I know that they have played a role in where I am in my spiritual life today. Mm-hmm. But I'm to that point where I just need to sit and chew on small portions of Mm. his word at a time. There's a group of gals that I meet with weekly, and we've been reading through the Bible. We started reading through the Bible in a year, and we did that for about three years. Uh, We read through the Bible three times, and then we were like, let's slow this down a little bit. And so we slowed it down and we read through the Bible in maybe two and a half years instead of a year. Now we're to the point where we're taking one book of the Bible and we're just really studying and meditating on and allowing God to speak to us through it. The book that we're in right now that we've been trying to finish for the last month is (laughs) Malachi, which is that it's a small book, but. It has lots in it when you really sit in it
1: Mm, mm, and mm -hmm. uh,
2: look through it. God truly knows his people. He, He says, you've done this. And the people say, how have we done that? Well, this is what you've done. He knows us so intimately. And even though that was back in the Old Testament, it still applies to today. It sure does. It sure and does. And there's a there's a verse at the end of chapter three. It says, You will see the difference between the righteous and the wicked, between the one who serves God and the one who does not serve God. You can see that today. You pretty much you know who is serving God and who is not, and who is Sitting on the fence and who is just sitting in the church and listening and who's not really serving him. But then you also see those people out in the community who are hurting and they don't know where to go and what what place to look to fulfill that that emptiness. But I want to be that person
1: Mm -hmm.
2: who people can see that I'm one who serves. You know, that's
0: my goal. And that's how God's working on me. Let's talk about your prayer life. Is there a special place you have to go to to pray each day or yeah. like a lot of women, do you just pray in different locations or tell us about your prayer life? So my prayer life, I I have had
2: various. It's never been the same year by year, month by month, day by day. Even um, I do. I get up in the morning Maybe before I even get out of bed, I'll say, okay, Lord, it's a new day. (laughs) I'll get up, and I have a space in my kitchen where I sit, and I will read, and I will pray, and that's where my quiet time is. But my prayer life, I learned years and years ago, it doesn't have to be in one place every day. Though I've found it's really good to have a prayer closet for a time, and just go there and pray. I uh, I like to swim. So one of the places that I pray a lot is when I swim laps. I'll pray for different people each lap. <laughs> and that really is a, a great way for me to keep those prayers for other people, that in mind. But I talk to God throughout the day and Thank him for the beautiful sunrise or the beautiful sunset or the flowers and just his creation. And, you know, I like to have a life of gratitude and just always be thanking him, giving him praise for that kind of stuff. So prayer life, I would say, is talking with God throughout the day, sometimes special times in special places, but not specific one place all the time.
0: Well, I'm enjoying hearing about your walk with Christ, Melissa, but we have to take a break. We'll be right back with the chat.
1: I'm stepping out, out of the boat, for the savior is near. I'm stepping out, out of the boat. The if God could
2: answer
0: two prayers near, for you, I'm Melissa, what would those two, two prayers me? be? My
2: greatest desire is for my kids to know and
3: to walk with the Lord.
2: And for him to be their sustenance, to be what fills them. And that's probably my greatest prayer. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the, I've taken uh, Stormy O'Martian's Praying, Praying Parent, Praying Parent book, Praying for Your Adult Children, Praying for Your Husband. I love the prayers that she has in her books. Um, and I've used those off and on through the years for for my kids. Uh, the other my other prayer is that I would leave a legacy for my descendants, that um, they would know that I was a lover mm-hmm. of Jesus,
0: a legacy, a legacy,
2: mm-hmm. that I would leave a legacy.
0: So important, so important for each of us. We want our lives as Christians, to flow down to our children, that they will always remember that, right? Yep. Well, I would like to know, has God ever disappointed you? Has God ever disappointed me?
2: I'm sure in my younger years, he probably disappointed me, but I I don't think of God ever as, I I can't think of a time when he has really disappointed me. You know, I I think of God as such a, my creator he knows so much better than i do that it's more i'm disappointed with myself not with god Mm -hmm. i'm disappointed for not trusting him more i'm disappointed in myself that i don't uh, look to him first because i know he knows what's best for me Mm -hmm. so i've at this point in time in my life, I can't think of a real time when he has disappointed me.
0: Well, that's okay. <laughs> that's <laughs> okay.
2: I just think I'm more of a disappointment. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. We do think of ourselves more as disappointing God rather than him disappointing us. And uh, you know, we're all different in that. Absolutely we are. Absolutely we are. Besides your family, what are two of the greatest blessings? That God mm. has bestowed upon mm. you. I know our families are generally Absolutely. the biggest blessing. Absolutely. But besides that, we God blesses each of us in so many ways. Absolutely, he does. So and what about with you? My
2: number one would be, so in my testimony I shared about being raped. That probably was the greatest blessing in my life because it turned me around. hmm Um, I did have a little girl from that that I gave up for adoption
3: and about a little over 10 years ago, she contacted me and uh, she is a beautiful young woman uh, who loves the Lord Mm. and uh, she's married to a pastor and we keep in contact so that
2: that seeing her life just blessed me. Mm. Um, The other blessing that I would say is uh, my small group gals, the -hmm. women that I uh, rub shoulders with and who are, who I am accountable to, um, who keep me on the straight and narrow. Um, And we encourage one another. We love one another. They're a blessing.
0: Those groups are so important to us. Absolutely. Not only us women, but the men as well. And even for high school kids and other kids to be in groups where they're honoring God and Mm -hmm. and all of that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I can't speak highly enough of small groups. And Mm -hmm. and a lot of times we call them accountability groups. But Mm -hmm. they're more than accountability groups. We're actually growing Sharpening each other's iron, as scripture talks about, to make us more like Christ. And so the importance of that. Yes. So it's good to hear that you have and that you are a part of one of those small groups as well. Yes. Yeah. Melissa, will you tell us about your devotion time? Are there any devotional books that you use? What what happens during your devotion time? Hmm.
2: So early on when, out in college, when I re- really gave my life to the Lord, somebody gave me a book called Experiencing the Depths of Jesus Christ by a Madame Guyon. That book really spoke to me about how to truly experience the depths of Jesus. It taught me about having a quiet time, you know, and I often will pull that book out or I have given it away to other people to read because it really communicated to me the necessity of having a devotion time or a quiet time daily. Now I can't say that I am faithful to daily have Mm -hmm. that time, but when I miss it, when I don't have it during the morning, I truly miss it. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And I, I know that I'm missing it. Something that I, I use lots of I've used lots of different devotion material and I found the Holy Bible app. Mm. It has plans, devotion plans that you can do Mm -hmm. and you can even invite friends and you can comment and you can ask questions. But I've I found a lot of um, devotional material in that app right now. I'm doing one by Charles Stanley which is called Waiting on God, and it's it's really good. Sometimes they're very simple, just a reminder for me, and sometimes it really makes me think about something that may be really deep or something that I'm going through or whatever. But I've used lots of different devotion material. I don't have necessarily a favorite one.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, Again, there is so much that we can draw from, uh, uh just uh, uh, such a myriad of devotional material that is available to us online. And if you like to hold it in your hand, mm-hmm. then we have lots to, to go on from there. Now, this one, I don't know about you. Sometimes I can figure out with women what theirs would be. But I want to ask you about the Ten Commandments. Okay, we all know all about those. But is there one that is harder for you to keep than the others?
2: I would say the hardest one for me to keep is uh, to keep the Sabbath as a day of rest. Because I am a go, go, go person, it's just hard for me to rest and not do any work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I think it's important. And I think that's why God has just been really speaking to me about that uh, a lot, because it's important to him. And it's not that I don't Take time to be with him. But I, he set aside a whole day. It's just hard to do with the busyness of our world. So that's, that's the most difficult one for me to keep. <laughs>
0: I think it is for a lot of us. Yeah. Well, let's look at your, you were just mentioning, uh, reading through the Bible mm-hmm. with your small group and, and so forth. Uh, in all of that, And learning from the other gals that that you're with and doing that Bible study. How important do you think Bible study is?
2: Mm. I think being in God's Word daily is extremely important. Mm. It is, I call it my life blood. It is what feeds me. It gives me... I can go into God's word and I can find, I can open it up and read anything and God can speak what he needs to speak to me. I mean, I'm, it may be that I have to read a whole chapter or a whole book before whatever he wants to give me, but I have to be open to that. It, it, it keeps it, it keeps my life steady. And I think that it can keep anybody's life steady. You can find any answer that you need in his word. Mm -hmm. You know, it is what it gives. It gives me life and studying it. I've done lots of different type of studying of God's word from fill in the blank study type things to really digging deep and looking at Hebrew or the Greek word and When you go that deep, it just opens up a whole new world and allows God to really speak in a new way to your into your life and into your heart.
0: It sure does. It sure does. Do you have a life
2: verse? I do. What is it? So Philippians 2, 3 and 4 says. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility, consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interest, but also to the interests of others. That's uh, Philippians 2, 3, and 4. And then it goes on and it talks about your attitude should be the same as Christ and talks about, talks about that. But, you know, that is my life verse because I love people and I want them to feel important, so I put Jesus first, others second, and myself last.
0: And that's how it's supposed to be. That's hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I say supposed to be. Supposed <laughs> to
2: be. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It doesn't always work that way, but
0: right. That right. that's the goal, right? <laughs> that, that's the goal, Melissa. That's the goal. I'm curious. Of the nine fruits of the Spirit, hmm. if you could rank yourself the highest in, which one would it be? Hmm. Uh, you know, that's a hard one. I can remember
2: years ago, I had a, a little index card and I wrote the fruits of the, or I actually made a, uh, put a calendar grid on that card and I put the fruit of the Spirit, one fruit of the Spirit for each week or each day mm-hmm. I can't remember which but I because I wanted the fruit of the spirit to exude out of me. Mm-hmm. Um and I prayed for that probably for a whole year I used that card and just prayed for the fruit of the spirit. And which one which one do I feel like uh I'm the best at or the highest in maybe faithfulness. Okay. Okay. I th- faithfulness, because I think that being faithful is so very important to me. Yes, it is. And when I say something, I'm going to do it.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. So I
0: would say faithfulness. Let's look at the lowest now. <laughs> Which one would you rate yourself the lowest in? The one that I
2: would rate myself lowest in, probably patience. Okay. And, you know, not to say that I'm not patient, but... I can easily get frustrated with people and not be patient with them. So I would say that's a hard one for me sometimes.
0: That's a hard one for most of us, I think. (laughs) That's a very common one. As many times as I ask this question, the Mm -hmm. lowest, normally patience is the one us women will Mm -hmm. choose. I know the Bible means a lot to you, and it should mean a lot to you, as well as all of us who call ourselves followers of Christ. Can you give two particular biblical accounts that are your favorite? You probably have many favorites. This is good stuff, Melissa, but we've again got to take a break. We'll be right back with the chat.
1: I'm stepping out out of the boat. Okay, back
0: to that then, what we were talking about, biblical accounts. Okay, so
2: um, I would have to say the story about Mary and Martha Mm -hmm. um, is one of my favorites. You know, that tells you, tells me that I am a Martha, I am a have to get the house ready make sure the food's on the table make sure everybody is in the right place and that everybody's needs are met and uh, I get frustrated with Mary sitting over there not doing anything but what she really should be doing so I see myself in Martha but I know I also need to be Mary Mm -hmm. I need to sit at Jesus feet Mm -hmm. and I need to just allow him to minister to me. I need to listen to him so that I can do all those other things, because if I don't take that time to sit at his feet and allow him to fill me up, I burn out. And that can happen quickly, and I can get frustrated at people. And then I'm realizing, ah, Mm -hmm. I need to sit at Jesus' feet.
0: Do you have another one? I love the story of Daniel,
2: specifically the time when Nebuchadnezzar wanted everybody to bow and pray to him. And Daniel was found in his room praying to God and he was very bold, and he was very, he was unafraid, unabashed. He said, "He said, you know, I will not pray to anyone but my Father in heaven, and he prayed only to God. He didn't fear the repercussions, and you know, I wish I could be that bold. I want to be that bold when I'm of Christ and when I'm taking a stand for what I believe
1: mm.
0: and I want to be a prayer warrior like he was. Mm. Can you say one favorite woman in the Bible? I know we are talking a big a big number here but just one. You know I don't I
2: don't know that I have a favorite woman but maybe I would think of the woman at the well when Jesus came and she was getting water and she he spoke to her about the living water and she was oh. i'm i'm really impressed by her life because she she knew that she wasn't worthy of anything that he would give but he spoke to her and he loved her he told her even though you've done all this you are important, you are valued. So I would say her because of her vulnerability with him.
0: Okay. What? Let's get into the subject of mentoring. Okay. Have you had any mentors in your life? Hmm. I've had lots of mentors in my
2: life, mm-hmm. thankfully. Uh, starting back in college, I had some mentors that were dear friends who really came alongside me and taught me about studying the Word, accountability, how to uh, memorize God's Word, just walked through life with me. And, you know, I'm always looking to older women and uh, looking at their lives and how they do things differently, especially those who um, you you can see how God is working and moving in their lives. I've learned a lot through a lot of older women. Mm. My mom was a great mentor, role model for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, we as women, our mothers have been, mm-hmm. have played such an important role in guiding our lives, like, I like mentor mm-hmm. us do. Now, I'd like to get into struggles <laughs> in your uh, life, and you have had. Many, like oh. many of us <laughs> yeah. have had. Will you tell us one struggle in particular? So when I first got
2: married, I I loved my husband. Um, we got married. We went on our honeymoon. And during our honeymoon, I'm like, what in the world did I do? Who is this person I have to <laughs> live with for the rest of my life? It 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 truly was a shock to me and it in it and i struggled for a long time because i thought that he was supposed to be the spiritual leader of my household and i was looking to him to do that and he wasn't doing it the way that i wanted him to do it i quickly learned that my ways are not the best ways i can't expect something from another human being that only god can do god had to be The head of our family, not my husband. Yeah, the husband is kind of the head and should be a role model. Yes, but I can't throw all my all my fruit in that one basket and expect it to to be wonderful all the time. It's not. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he can't feed me what I need. Only God can feed me what I need. Only through his word can I grow. Now we can grow together in our relationship with the Lord, but I can't depend on my husband to be the one who gives me what I think I need. Mm -hmm. That was a that was a huge struggle for me. In I my hear the early word "early life."
0: <laughs> I I hear the word "I" in there, I, a lot, I, Melissa. Yes. Maybe <laughs> maybe that was a big part of the problem. I, I you are exactly right. Yeah, you are and, exactly right. And when we go into marriage, that's what we're really thinking, aren't we, girls? Aren't <laughs> we, we are thinking. I. Well, yep. We want how you can do this for me and do it right while you're doing it. Right. <laughs> well, in <laughs> those. Early years of struggle, getting and being married. Did God bring any particular scriptures to mind that encouraged you or helped you to hang in there? You know, I can't think of anything
2: offhand, or that I remember being the 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 um scripture. But I do. I think of Psalm twenty three. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. If I allow the Lord to be the one who shepherds me, who guides me, I'm not going to want. I'm not going to need some other person to fulfill that want or that need that God, only God can fill. Mm hmm. So I would I would go back to that scripture, also the scripture from Proverbs three, five and six, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him. He will make your path straight. Those are both very familiar passages in Scripture, but they turn our eyes. To the Lord. Mm -hmm. And that's where my eyes needed to turn.
0: To the Lord to meet my needs. Mm -hmm. And part of the struggle there, a big part of it was the fact that it was I. Correct. I. And all all of this takes it to him, the Lord, totally off of ourselves. And I think when we are first married... That change has to take place. And the sooner it takes place, the happier, the, the better. Oh,
2: absolutely.
0: Absolutely.
2: Because you're not relying or expecting your spouse
0: to be, to make you happy. They can't. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Well, now let's talk about music and a song. Is there a particular song that encourages you or a song that helps you in your walk of faith i would have to say great is
2: thy faithfulness is the song that i would choose that is a old hymn that i've known from the time i was young and uh, god is faithful every single day he's faithful Morning by morning, he is faithful. Night by night, he is faithful. Yeah. Great is his faithfulness to each and every one of us. He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow.
0: Let's listen to Great is Thy Faithfulness. What a tremendous song that is that you have chosen for today, Melissa. This particular edition of that song, there have been 19 million downloads of it. So I hope that each person who just listened to that will be blessed and it, that it was a time to be very worshipful uh, during this time that you are listening to it. As we get ready to bring this program to a close, I'd like to give you an opportunity, Melissa, to talk to the listeners today. Something that, just whatever God has laid on your heart, has He done that? Well, I would say. For those of you
2: out there who are listening, and maybe you resonate with parts of my story, or maybe you don't, know that God knows you. He knows your struggles. He knows your triumphs. He knows your tragedies. He knows your dreams. He knows your wants. He knows your needs. He knows everything about you, down to the smallest fiber of who you are. He cares about you. He loves you. You are valuable to him. And because you are valuable to him, your life is important. You are important. Open up his word. Open up your heart to him. Look deep in his word and think on what he has to offer you. Each verse in his word can speak to you in different times, in different circumstances, in different places in your life. If you allow him to, he loves you. And find other people of like mind to put in your circle of friends so that you can encourage and love one another, and you can love God together.
0: Such words of wisdom. Will you pray with us? Absolutely.
2: Heavenly Father, I thank you for our time this morning. I thank you that you are a God who is a big God. You see all things, and you see every aspect of our lives, and uh, you care about us. Lord, I pray that you would be with each and every one of us as we seek to know you better, as we seek to encourage and love on those around us. Thank you, Lord, for loving us, for caring about us. It's in your son's precious name I pray. Amen.
0: Thank you, Melissa, for coming to chat with me today. This has been very enlightening. <laughs> you've it's been a joy. <laughs> you've had quite a life, but such a solid walk with Christ. You know, once we turn our eyes upon Christ and ask him to live in us and work with us, so we become more like him. And so I thank you for sharing such a, a deep part of your relationship with him. We'd like to thank you who have listened to the chat today. We look forward to future times when we can once again sit and have a chat.
1: I'm stepping out, out of the boat.